Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising and small business in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things small business and franchising in the local area. And it's a great place for anybody to stop by who's an entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, and just wants to learn more about the franchising space. And of course, in just about all businesses that you start, in just about all franchises that you start, you typically need a spot, a place. You need a home base for that business. And so you got to have experts like Reggie Powell with PJ Morgan to talk about the real estate market. Reggie, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So for those who aren't in the marketplaces where PJ Morgan is, it's one of the largest uh, commercial real estate brokerages in the area, correct? Um, Yep. We manage a lot of commercial property as well as do a lot of sales and leasing in the commercial space around around the metro, but we're, we're really local to... Omaha and Council mm-hmm. Bluffs. Yeah. And of course, you work with folks all over the place, folks that are coming into this market, exiting the market, et cetera, right? For sure. Yep. We help yeah. people who are moving businesses into town. Um, also help uh, you know outside businesses find space here in Omaha when they're adding second locations, things of that nature. Yep. Yep. And now, I'm going to tell you guys why I invited Reggie, because he has a very unique background. First of all, he and his wife have been franchise owners in a health and wellness Kaladi's franchise. Pilates franchise. I said Pilates. What's that? <laughs> Pilates franchise. You've also owned and sold successfully an insurance agency. You've pretty much done your own general contracting. Uh, you have a Prosper Homes business. So you've done a little bit of everything. When it comes to all the stuff you have to contemplate and consider when you're making an investment in real estate, you cover the insurance. You cover that I've been the business owner with at least myself, several times owner, mm-hmm. over. You cover kind of the general contracting side of stuff because you're a pretty handy dude. And was it a civil engineering degree that you got? Uh, mechanical Mechanical engineering, engineering degree. Thanks. Yep. I got one of them wrong. Sorry. Hey, that's, that's good. All good. Yeah. So you bring a really unique set of knowledge to the game of finding the right real estate and understanding what's out there. And I appreciate you being here and being voluntold to tell us everything we need to know. <laughs> That's right. You, you gave me a script and said, read this. Just kidding. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> so I thought for this conversation, there's, there's three big categories, right? So you've got, you've got retail, you've got office, and you've got the industrial when it comes to commercial stuff. And just learn a little bit about what's important and what people should be expecting. So whether you've got, let's say, somebody that's looking at becoming a franchise owner and they know they're going to need some real estate and what does that look like and what should I be expecting in this? So obviously we record here in Omaha, but in the local market regionally and nationally, because you guys keep an eye on that stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a retail one, maybe it's a industrial space. And what does that look like? And then of course, for those folks that are, um, they're always thinking about their next lease, right? Or lease renewal. So same questions probably uh, are probably relevant for both, huh? Yeah, I think I think it crosses over. I mean, the commercial leasing space is pretty similar amongst you know office, retail, and industrial. Um, they each have their their nuances of what you might see in a lease or not see in a lease. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, they're similar similar structure. Yep. Yep. Uh, let me ask you a question that wasn't on the list because this is probably something that you encounter every day in real life. So, for folks who haven't gone through the commercial leasing or commercial purchase experience before. 
when you're encountering them and you're starting to work with them, what are some of the things that are surprises to them, like things that they didn't expect that you would want them to know? Like if somebody's about to become a customer, you should realize that this is something that is going to, that you're going to work through in a commercial lease, for example. That's a great question. Um, I think one of the biggest surprises people have is the majority of leases we tend to work on are what they call triple net leases. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the three nets are common area maintenance, uh, building insurance, and property taxes. Yeah. Um, so I think where people misunderstand if they've never dealt with commercial space before is they think it's kind of like an apartment. Hey, I pay my rent and my building owner, my apartment owner pays for everything else. Well, in that triple net lease, really it's the tenants that pay for everything. Um, and the building owner pays for almost nothing other than maybe major um, upkeep to the property. Like if it needs a new roof, mm-hmm. you can't really pass that on to the tenant. But if the roof leaks, the tenant pays for it in that uh, common area maintenance expense. Yeah. So all of those overhead expenses are kind of dispersed amongst all of the tenants or the singular tenant, so to speak. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. If it's a multi-tenant building, you usually pay your percentage of those expenses to basically operate the real estate um, relative to the amount of space that you lease yeah. in the building. And that's really how it is everywhere, right? It is. Yeah. That's common across across the board. Um, industrial and retail Pretty much, I only see triple net leases around here. Um, in the office space, you might see a triple net lease or you might see more of a full service lease, which operates like that apartment building where you pay a flat rent and everything's covered by the building owner. Yeah. Out of that. And the existence of triple net has a lot to do with supply and demand, right? Uh, somewhat, yeah, <laughs> for sure. It also has to do with uh, savvy investors figuring out a long time ago, hey, we can actually get our tenants to pay for everything. <laughs> right. And now it's become the norm. Yep. So oh. it's the standard. Yeah. So. yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. So, um, you know, how much there is to negotiate in a commercial lease and how willing a landlord and owner of the property is to negotiate it has everything to do with vacancy rates, right? Like, Correct. What, what does the marketplace look like? We were talking before, and I'm pretty aware of the fact that um, there's some surprises there in some of the stronger metropolitan markets, like Omaha, where we are, correct? Correct, correct. And that compares differently with some of the bigger markets around the country where we hear different news. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in our in our local market relative to kind of what's going on in the country as a whole, um, our vacancy rate um, is pretty much lower in every sector of real estate right now. Um, than nationwide. So, you know, for example, um, in the office space, which is always where people are like, man, there must be just office space everywhere. Well, in some markets there are, Mm -hmm. but if you take a look at ours, you know, we're running six, 7% vacancy rate nationwide. It's about 14%. So we are almost a third. Yeah. We're, we're significantly more full than the average office market. And Um, then you look at like a Chicago or a Seattle or whatever, where they're having real challenges in their downtown areas. It's like right. even double that, right? Like almost close to 30% in some cases. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in the in the retail market, you know, which when we think retail, we're talking your strip malls, mm-hmm. your standalone um, retail buildings, things of that nature. We're more even with what's going on in the rest of the country, kind of in that 4 to 5% vacancy range. Okay. Um, so that one's might be a little more comparable. And then in industrial... We have almost no vacancy. We're at 
um, just over 2% in that space in vacancy. Why is that? Why is that so long? I mean, so logically, you'd think, well, there's more space here, right? Like in this entire metropolitan area, what everybody thinks about right. somewhere like Omaha is, well, it's all corn. And then you get here and you visit and realize, well, there's a really vibrant economy. But there is a lot of space, open land surrounding us. Yet, the industrial spaces are almost impossible to find. They are. And, and I think there's a lot of factors going on in that. Um, one, um, all our, you know municipalities around here, mm-hmm. um, they didn't really allot tons of industrial space for building on over the last 25, 30 years. Um, I also think that the projections for industrial space need was less than what it really has become. Part of that mm-hmm. was accelerated through, you know, through our COVID and the pandemic stuff where everybody was shipping everything to their houses and, you know, staying in their homes longer. So then your, your contractors and things that need that small industrial space did really well. So yeah. there's a lot of things going on of why we have a shortage there. Okay. Okay. So, and that's pretty different from what you're seeing on the national scene, at least if you compare it to other markets. Yeah. I mean, nationally, um, uh, there is, you know, sort of a shortage of industrial nationally too, probably for similar factors. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if we kind of glance at what's going on nationally, um, there's about a 5% vacancy rate nationwide, you know, here we're running 2.2. So we have half the vacancy that, that they see in other markets. Gotcha. Let's circle back real quick. The first one you were talking about was the office space. And before I make an assumption, you talked about, you know, people being somewhat surprised by, well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of office space available. Does that go back to what we just lived through with the pandemic and people thinking, well, everybody's working from home. So there's got to be a lot of office space available. Um, definitely. And in a lot of, you know, markets there is, um, here in the Midwest and, and, you know, if we look through all our surrounding areas, we're, we're outperforming, you know, the East and Western part of the United States in terms of office space, um, usage, people being back in the office, things of that nature. Um, in fact, I, I just saw something recently that was tracking cell phone data. Um, you know, like in the Omaha market, um, our downtown activity is they compared 20 early 2023 numbers to where we were at early 2019 mm-hmm. pre-pandemic um we were at about 85 88 percent in our downtown area in cell phone usage of what we had pre-pandemic um places mm-hmm. like you know san francisco are at like 60 percent wow so um it was, it was really interesting it ranked all the all the major cities throughout the u.s and we were in the top 10 or 15 percent in terms of where we are now relative to where we were in, in 2019. People actually getting out and yeah. being in the downtown areas. And it's a lot of, you know, well, you know, a bunch of companies have been like, we'll be in the office two days a week, three days a week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that drives how much data they're, they're picking up on those cell phones. Downtown, sure. So. That's fascinating. I mean, what a brilliant thought. Let's track the cell phone data and see how active people are in these different municipal areas. Yep. Huh. So you're a humble guy, and you probably won't bring this up, but uh, with that kind of very low vacancy rate in markets like Omaha, Des Moines, Lincoln, et cetera, um, and other markets around the country, that kind of reemphasizes the importance and the point of working with somebody <laughs> like you who knows the market and knows how to get in early. Because, I mean, you've got to be quick, right, to find the right spot, and you've got to be working with somebody that really understands the commercial real estate market. 
Um, yeah, I think it's very important, um, especially in areas, you know, with low vacancy, because the, the building owners kind of have the upper hand over the tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be more selective on their tenants. They can put more restrictive things in their leases than maybe they would have in a, in a more competitive or sorry, less competitive market, I guess yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's an advantage, too, is, you know, a, a good real estate professional is going to have ways to find some properties that might not be out there on the Internet. Um, you know, we have, you know, here locally, I've, you know, industrial space is hard to find. I've got a list of owners that if we need industrial space, we'll call through and be like, Hey, what do you have coming up that I can't find online? And we find stuff, you know, through our networks that way as well. So gotcha. Pocket listings, kind of, kind of pocket listings. I mean, they're they're not even really listed usually. Future listings. Yeah. Future listings. It's usually more like, Oh, well, you know, I got this lease coming up in, you know, three months that we haven't, we just haven't advertised yet. Yeah. Okay, great. Can we go look at that space? And, you know, sometimes we'll have a deal done before it ever gets to the market. So, so you mean, if I just call a landlord who owns 100,000 square feet of industrial out of the blue, you don't think they'd tell me about what's coming up? I mean, they probably would because they want to keep it full and not pay a guy like me. But, <laughs> but they're going to take your phone call before they're going to take mine. Yeah. 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 So I think that's an advantage of working with a professional that really knows the market that you're in Yeah. is is they'll have some ways to find things that, you know, might not be out there for the public. Yep, I got gotcha. So you were nice enough to do some research and come with a little bit more data. We kind of went over the basics of vacancy rates. Anything that stands out in the current data, um, local or regional or national, that we haven't talked about that you think we should be bringing up today? Um, you know, I guess one thing that I, I think is interesting kind of in our market specifically is, you know, we talked about our, our lower vacancy and office rates, you know, our rents in every sector are on the rise. They've gone up in some markets, you know, for example, office rates have gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, even though our occupancy is less than normal, we're still pushing rents up here <laughs> yeah. uh, because, you know, because we can and, and because of the, you know, inflationary environment, um, you know, they're, they're having to in some cases, but I, I find that it kind of bucks the trend um, nationwide is in, you know, in some areas we've, we've moved rents more than others. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, so, overall, that's a positive economic indicator, right? The strength of the local economy. So if you're seeing an environment like that, it's like, okay, well, it's going to be a little bit more painful to get into commercial real estate if I need it, but it says a lot about the strength of the economy that's going to, it's going to help my business grow and sustain. Right. Right. And I think the other thing too, that's nice about Omaha is, you know, in general, our rental rates are significantly lower than some of our, you know, other mar- some of the markets we would compete with out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that, you know, the price of your services and products are significantly lower here. So ah. um, I think there's, you know, less expense on your balance sheet for real estate in a market like Omaha than in some of the competitors, but your, but your sales prices might be similar. Yeah. So again, there's, um, strong advice to make sure that you're exploring all your options when you're looking for real estate, including working with somebody like you. How much does it cost somebody to work with you if they're looking for a space? So in the perfect world, it shouldn't cost the tenant anything. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, um, a tenant representative should be getting paid um, through the building owner's uh, commission on the agent they have representing their building. So similar to buying a house, yeah. You, go, you know, you go buy a house and the uh, buyer's agent gets paid from the selling agent. Same thing in, in leases. Yeah. We should get paid from the selling agent. Nobody's going to have to cut you a check to go out and help 
and help them look for their commercial space. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, it should be at no cost to you. And I think, you know, there's a misconception out there that says, well, hey, if I don't use a real estate agent to represent me or a, a broker to represent me, I'm going to get a better deal on my lease. The reality is that the the listing agent for that building, they they kick all the commission rather than splitting it. So at the end of the day, the, the building owner is paying out the same commission typically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, it doesn't help. It doesn't help their math when they're figuring out how much they can charge you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Um, so I know we got to wrap up here real quick, but I wanted to go over a couple other things. And one of them is there's, you're not the only person that does this in town and you go to any decent sized town, there's going to be multiple folks who, who represent you, right? Who can be an advisor to you as you're searching for commercial space. What should people look for if they're trying to determine who's the right, who's the right commercial realtor for them to work with? That's a really good question. Um, I, I think it's important to work with a broker who does a lot of work in the area that you need space in. So um, in Omaha, we have a lot of brokers that will you know, work between retail and office and industrial. I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of work across all three. Um, as you go to bigger markets, you might have people that only do retail, only do industrial. Okay. So I think it's, it's good to understand what's their area of expertise. Um, and then obviously, you know, what's their experience level? Are they, is this their first, is this their first deal or is this their, you know, 500th? Yeah. So learn a few things along the way. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. And make sure they're a mechanical engineer by training, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. The, The degree I've never used. Insurance, Pilates, real estate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I find it hard to believe that the insurance part isn't relevant. (laughs) I mean, I got a minor in finance, if that helps. (laughs) Well, it doesn't hurt to be working with somebody who's signed a lease before, though. I mean, I would argue that that's a huge feather in your cap. And anybody that's been a leaseholder before, um, you know what it's like. You know exactly what these people are getting into. Exactly. Yeah. And and I feel that that's an advantage that I can bring to the table. And, you know, I can say, well, when I was in this situation and a lot of brokers haven't been in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. You know, by the way, how do people get a hold of you if they're interested in your services? (laughs) Uh, That's a great question. Well, I'm I'm at PJ Morgan here in Omaha. Um, Best phone number for me is 402-885-9929. And my email is rpowell at pjmorgan.com or find us at pjmorgan.com and look up our team. Perfect. And our folks know that they can hit that QR code at the end. So if they didn't get all that information, first of all, they can hit rewind on this. <laughs> they didn't get all that information. They can use the QR code and we'll get them in touch with you. Awesome. So, yeah. Anything else? Any other parting words that you think, okay, here's something important that people should be considering in this current environment as they're going out on the search for either the first time or repeat business as a commercial lessee? Um, you know, I think a big thing people should do and, and a lot of tenants choose not to, to try to save money. It's important to have a, an attorney review your lease. You're signing a legal contract. It's mm-hmm. not really a real estate contract. It's a legal contract between you and the building owner. And there's a lot of things in there that can hurt you if you don't understand them or, you know, if you don't get them negotiated out as we try to do. Fantastic point. And a great reminder that we have some podcasts recorded with commercial real estate attorneys. I should just say real estate attorneys, but uh, with a focus (laughs) on the commercial area. So thank you for that reminder. Reggie, 
Thanks for being here. Yeah, Blake, thanks for having me. This is great. As usual, you covered a lot of ground in a concise amount of time, so appreciate you having, it, having you as a guest. Yeah, thanks for having me. Lots of fun. You bet. And thanks to all of you for being with us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Again, Reggie Powell with PJ Morgan. Look him up, scroll back, and find that contact information, <laughs> or just hit the QR code. We'll get you in touch with him if you have any questions. Remember, don't keep this information a secret. Certainly, if you know somebody that might need the knowledge of somebody like Reggie, make sure that you share this and then subscribe and follow and like. We appreciate all of you being us being here with us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, and we'll see you here again very soon. A Huda Media Production.